It's time for the Smart Money Questions Podcast with Matt Hausman. This is the show that provides you with a sound financial education and helps you avoid financial pitfalls. Make sure you are asking the right questions by listening to the Smart Money Questions Podcast. Hey everyone, how are you doing? Matt Hausman. It is time for Smart Money Questions. And today I'm looking forward to it because I get questions all of the time relating to Medicare. All the different aspects and parts of Medicare, Part A, B, C, D, supplements, Medicare Advantage, all of that. And today I have a guest who has been in the Medicare industry now for over 30 years. His name is Tom Anderson. And I'm going to be going through and asking him questions, many of the questions I get all of the time to hopefully shed some light on understanding the different parts of Medicare, especially as we're getting ready to come into what they call, quote, the open enrollment period. What exactly does that mean? What cost do you want to make sure that you are aware you're going to end up having once you get on Medicare? What's the eligibility for Medicare? When should you be looking to make sure you take advantage of the guaranteed enrollment opportunities to not end up having any type of a long-term, lifelong penalty should you choose outside of that time period. So we're going to jump into that today. And before I do that, let's make sure we deal with the disclaimer. Please don't take any of the information or ideas or suggestions that I offer in today's show as direct advice for you. Please use it as information and education that you then can discuss with your advisor. Now, if you don't have an advisor or you would like for us to be your advisor, I'm more than happy to have that conversation with you. And it's real simple. All you have to do is go to www.speakwithmat.com. That's www.speakwithmat.com. And my online scheduler is right there. You can go right in. You can schedule a 15 or 30 minute phone conversation. And quite frankly, At the end of that first call, we're going to have a good idea. Does it make sense to have a second conversation? So again, very low key. Go right into the online scheduler. You don't even have to get on the phone with anyone to schedule this. So again, speakwithmat.com, www.speakwithmat.com, and schedule it there. So all right, let's go ahead and get on to today's show. All right, so listen, Tom, I'm, I'm glad you're here with us today on Smart Money Questions. And as we spoke about earlier, everyone, today we're going to be talking about Medicare. We get questions all the time, understanding Medicare, the different aspects of Medicare. And so with that, can you just explain to us what Medicare actually is? Medicare started, I don't know, 1966, I believe it was. It was a, it's a federal health care for uh, people 65 and older. So it, uh, there's two parts to it, A and B, and we'll probably uh, go into that a little detail here in a, in a minute or so. And it's also there's uh, instances for people under 65 if they're on disability there and there's uh, requirements uh, in order to qualify for Medicare. The main one being you have to be considered uh, fully disabled for two years before you get your Medicare. But t- for, for the most part, it's used for people over 65. Gotcha. And um, in terms of when you come to that age, what's the eligibility requirements for being able to access Medicare? The main one is 40, 40 quarters of uh, a work history. So, and you can still get it without your 40 quarters. Uh, it's just, for example, part A is free to 
most people that are going on Medicare, you're part A of Medicare. However, if you don't have your 40 quarters, you're going to pay a fee, a monthly fee to get to get your part A, just like everyone does for their part B. Gotcha. All right. And what are the different parts of Medicare? I hear this a lot because, you know, part A, B, C, D, then you have supplement plans. So help us understand what are the different aspects of the actual government part of Medicare? So the actual government part are, is A, B, C, and D. You have your Part A, which is your hospital insurance. So if all you had was your A and B, no supplement, no uh, advantage plan to go with it, your Part A would cover your hospital. If you were admitted into a hospital, you'd be responsible for a $1,600 deductible each and every time you're admitted into a hospital. And then your Part B is also known as doctor's insurance. So it, it covers everything outside of a hospital. So your doctors, your surgeon expenses, your uh, outpatient procedures, medical equipment, et cetera. So anything that's not billed by a hospital falls under Part B. And Medicare pays that at 80%, leaving you responsible for 20%. And then in, in recent years, they've started a uh, Part C, uh, also known as the Medicare Advantage Plan, which pulls in your uh, A and B and the carrier then uh, adds to that. So they'll add dental, for example, Medicare does not cover dental, vision, or hearing. They, they will add benefits to provide you with some dental, vision, and hearing. Uh, almost all of them throw in a gym membership. And, and there's other uh, benefits to, to an Advantage plan as well, but th that's uh, the main parts of, of the C. And then your Part D is your prescription plan which is also included in a Part C. So you don't need a Part D if you have a Part C most of the time. But if you go with the supplement route, you need to get yourself a Part D uh, prescription plan to go with it. All right. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to jump back into uh, Part B, the doctor's insurance, and Part D, which is for drugs, and then how the supplements work. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to leave the Medicare Advantage because I get a lot of questions about that. We'll leave that for in a couple of minutes, but help us understand. So part B is the doctor's insurance and there is a cost to that, correct? Correct. For, so it, it is figured by uh, your modified adjusted gross income. So for example, in 2023, they'll be looking back at your modified adjusted gross income from 2021. And each it's always a two-year look back to determine what your uh, monthly cost is. But for the vast majority of people, 94% of people, uh, if you filed jointly and you've made 194000 or less two years ago of your modified adjusted gross income, you're going to pay $164.90 a month. So that's going and, in for 2023? Uh, right. Okay. That's the 2023 number. So it came down a little. Yeah, it did. It came down, uh, what, $8, $7, no more than that. Yeah, came down about $15, I guess. Yeah, because when you look at last year, last year was a huge jump in the Part right. B cost, right? Yes, it was. So then you have, so they're going to go back and they're going to look at um, two years ago. Help us understand, because I have this happen a lot with, uh, with clients that are at that age of Medicare eligibility. Maybe they have been working, and then they have a life-changing event. Is there a way where they were earning and they were making good money? and now they're not, what's the process, if any, to help them with relief on having a increased cost on Medicare because of income a couple years ago? 
So there is an appeal process you can go through. For example, like you said, uh, they had some events happen where their income was inflated two years ago, and now they're they're being asked to pay, say, you know, five hundred and twenty dollars a month versus the one sixty four. So there's some life changing events that will allow you to appeal that uh, increased fee. The main one, and and really the only one that I've ever had clients do, uh, claim on their appeal is no longer working. And that, you know, so if you can prove that, you know, hey, two years ago, I was making 250000 Today, I'm retired and my income is, you know, 50000 More times than not, you're going to win that appeal. And, and they'll bring your uh, Part B expenses back down to the minimum of one sixty four ninety. Will they do that Im- immediately once the appeal has been granted? Right, yes. Oh, okay. Good deal. Um, and so then with that, so that's the cost of Medicare Part B. What about the the supplement plans that are going to cover that 20% that Medicare Part B is not going to cover? How does that work? So you, you, you get yourself a supplement plan and there are many carriers. And let's talk specifically about uh, Plan G. There are probably literally hundreds of carriers that uh, will offer you a Plan G or any of the supplement plans. But uh, Plan G is the most comprehensive of the plans. And, and it's the you know, the one that uh, is used the most by people today. So that's why I say let's talk specifically about that. So the Plan G is exactly the same no matter which carrier you get it from. Uh, the government regulates this. So they one carrier can't offer you any more or any less than the, than the next one. So they're all the same. The only difference is what they what they uh, charge you for the for their plan G. So it's there's not a lot of shopping to do once you've decided that hey I want a supplement plan I want a plan G. Uh, your agent can show you uh, the one that he has or he or she has that is the least expensive in your area. And as long as it's a creditable company, there's nothing wrong with it. You know, as opposed to a company that may charge fifty dollars more per month. But there is a monthly fee. Typically somewhere, you know, if you're 65 first going into it in the $125 a month range, somewhere in that range. Uh, so you, and that's per person, in, right? In that's the house per person, right. all Medicare plans are individual plans. So, you know, there's no, uh, couples or family plans that they're all individuals. So you'll have a, uh, It'll pick up the 80, not only the 80% uh, or the 20% that Medicare doesn't pay for, but on your hospital insurance, the part A, it picks up that $1,600 deductible as well. So you're out of pocket with a plan G is $226 starting in, in 2023. Uh, you pay the first $223 deductible uh, of your deductible or 226, I, I apologize. And after that, there's no more out of pocket other than your monthly premium. It does not cover prescriptions. So as I mentioned before, you you will have to get a Part D prescription plan to go with it. Um, but those are relatively inexpensive if you're mainly taking maintenance type drugs, generics. You know, if you've got some name brand drugs in there, it'll change. But, you know, you can find a, a, a great prescription plan for under $15 if all you're taking is generic maintenance type drugs. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, and when... When someone turns 65, what is their, I know that Medicare has, essentially, I'm gonna, uh, this might be the wrong word, but a guaranteed enrollment regardless of underlying 
health issues. When when does that happen? When should someone be looking to enroll? And I believe that also includes the supplement plan as well, correct? That is correct. So it is available to you. Uh, you got a seven-month period when you first turn 65, three months prior, the month of your birthday, and three months after where you are guaranteed issue. Uh, no questions asked as far as health, health uh, concerns. But that's it, not the only time. So if you decide to work past 65 and hold off on your Part B till a much later time, let's just say 68 or 70 or whatever, and when you then enroll in your Part B, you still have that uh, enrollment period where you are guaranteed issue if that's the first time you, you got in, you've uh, started or used your Part B, uh, then you know, you'll have that guaranteed issue just like you if you would have utilized it when you turned 65. Does that also include uh, for Part D? Well, th- there are no health questions for Part D. So, but as far as avoiding a penalty, because a lot of people uh, have found out that if they don't start their Part D when they first become eligible, but you're not really first, you're not eligible for Part D until you've started your Part B. So, uh, you know, if you start your Part B, at 65 and you don't start a Part D because you're not on prescriptions, let's just say you wait five years and now all of a sudden you're, you're taking prescriptions and now you want a prescription plan, the government will penalize you 1% for every month that you did not have a prescription plan in place from the time your Part B started. So in this scenario, that's a 60% upkick per month on your premium for the rest of your life. Oh, wow. So, so even if you're not currently taken the prescriptions, it makes sense to get a low-cost prescription plan in place. It'll cover antibiotics throughout the year, you know, if you catch a cold or what have you, and, or if the doctor prescribes something temporarily for you, uh, it'll, you know, cover those as well as avoid that penalty in the future. Gotcha. Um, I know we're coming up into the season, and I hear this a lot, open enrollment. What exactly is that once you're on a plan, let's say traditional Medicare Part B, you have Part D, and you're looking to maybe change companies with your supplement plan G. Is that's what is that what is happening during open enrollment or is something else happening? And the other question to that is do health insurance questions ever come into play when you're looking to change companies? Yeah, we can kind of tie this all in together. So yeah. So what Mac you you're referring to as open enrollment is actually the annual election period is the legal term for it, I guess. So, and, and what that does is it allows you to look at your Medicare Advantage plans, your plans, your Part C, and your prescription drug plans. Uh, each year, the, the companies that uh, offer these plans have to send you out notice of any change, uh, whether it's uh, increase or decrease in, in premium or just change in the plan. Or if, you're, if there's nothing changed, just a, a letter saying, you know, it, this is your annual election period coming up. Check here if you don't want to do not if you want to do nothing. You know, and then your other option is to basically shop your Medicare Advantage or Part C plan and your Part D plan to see, based upon your current uh, needs, is there a better plan for you? And you can do this every year between October fifteenth and December seventh. The dates don't change, and uh, switch and uh, go from an Advantage plan to an Advantage plan or switch your Part D to another Part D plan uh, with no questions asked. You can also go from a supplement plan to an Advantage plan 
with no questions asked. The part that Matt asked about was moving from an Advantage plan to a supplement. If you've been in that Advantage plan for more than 12 months, you won't be able to just switch to, to a supplement plan. Meaning traditional Medicare Part B and a supplement? Correct. Well, you, you're gonna, you have to have your traditional Medicare Part B, whether you have an Advantage Part C or supplement plan. Okay. So, so you're, you, you have that Part B already. So if you want to switch to a supplement plan, you have to be able to pass their underwriting criteria. And this isn't like life insurance where there's someone's going to come to your house and uh, take a blood sample and all this. It's it's health insurance. So it's a matter of, for most, most companies, it's about 25 or 30 health questions. And they are more, uh, what do I want to say, more of a catastrophic nature rather. You know, they're not going to ask you if you've had high blood pressure or high cholesterol. It's more, have you had heart issues, kidney issues, things like that. And if you answer yes to even one of those questions, it's going to be an automatic decline. So moving from an Advantage plan over to a supplement plan is not an automatic uh, for anybody. And as far as there is no uh, same thing with a supplement to a supplement. So, so Matt, uh, during annual election period or open enrollment, you can't just move from a supplement to a supplement uh, from one carrier to another or from, say, a plan G to a plan and without passing that company's uh, underwriting criteria. It's not an automatic uh, shift like it is with the Advantage or Part C plans. So that takes me right in to, we see it all the time. Remember old JJ from Good Times or jo <laughs> Joe Namath and put money back in your Social Security. So one of the things you said I thought was interesting there. So everybody already, when you're eligible, comes on to Part B, but then you can elect this Part C or Medicare Advantage where you're not paying that 160 some dollars a month for Part B, correct? Well, not really. There, there's not, I know what JJ and, and Joe and, and them all tell you. The one thing that they all explain to you w with all the bells and whistles is a plan that uh, you have to be what we call dual eligible for. Okay. And by meaning dual eligible, you have to not only be on Medicare, but on Medicaid. Oh. Uh, now, there are some of these plans that will give you a Part B give back, uh, but it's nowhere near all of it. It's typically, you know, some, some plans might offer you $30 a month off your uh, Part B expand, uh, fee. Others may, you know, go up to $50, but there's none of them other than if you're on Medicaid that will give you the whole hundred percent back. Gotcha. So, so when you're choosing an advantage plan, you're already on that part B, unless you fall into where you're going to get some re some type of reimbursement. So what's the real difference between a part C Medicare advantage plan and a traditional supplement plan G? The biggest difference in my mind, and one that I personally believe that you're plan G is your best option if you can afford it, is, is that uh, with a supplement plan, your health care is 100% within your control. There are no networks. The only requirement with the supplement plan is that uh, whichever doctor you see accepts Medicare. And that percentage is huge. It's well, it's over 98% across the country of all doctors that do accept Medicare. So you know, you don't have to have your doctor ref refer you to a specialist. If you need to see a specialist, you don't have to have the plan approve it. 
if you want to go out of state to see a specialist, say MD Anderson down in Houston or uh, uh, Minnesota's, uh, help me here, Matt. What's Mayo the Clinic. Of? Yeah, Mayo Clinic. You know, mm-hmm. so you you go to want to go if you can get an appointment there, uh, you you can go. You're you're not going to pay a, a penny for it with a supplement, whereas you'll be paying a hundred percent of the cost with an advantage plan. Uh, if you go out of network like that. So that's to me, the big, I mean, there's differences as far as, so with a, a plan C there's on a lot of these, there's typically not a premium. So you got 125 for a plan G supplement and $0 premium for a part C. But it, it, the difference is it's a, I like to say a pay as you go type of plan with the part, uh, part C or a pay, pay up front with the plan G. So, you know, you're going to pay that $125 a month and that $226 annual deductible with that plan G. And that's the limit of your out-of-pocket expense. With a part C, you're going to have co-pays that you'll have, you'll have to make co-insurance situations, deductibles. If you have hospital stays, et cetera, I believe the, uh, Maximum out of pocket on those is set by the government. I believe next year it's set at eighty three hundred dollars. So between your co-pays, your co-insurance, your deductibles, if and when you get to the eighty three hundred dollar amount, then the plan comes up and picks up a hundred percent. But before that, you know you've got all these expenses as you go, whereas you know what your uh, exactly what your expenses are going to be with a Plan G supplement plan. So it almost sounds like Medicare Advantage is like what most major medical insurance before the age of 65 is like with those co-pays and deductibles and um, with maximum out-of-pocket and then needing referrals to go to different um, specialists, correct? Absolutely. You bet. So the best thing to consider is if you can afford it, as you mentioned, traditional Medicare with a supplement plan, a company that's been around for a while. Speaking of that, with regards to starting at, let's say, $125 to $130 a month per person, what should – because I know that I hear this a lot. People are expecting that cost to stay stagnant, but it doesn't. It's going to increase every year. What should someone be looking at at a renewal history rate or an increased price? What should they be expecting? Yeah, you know, a lot of the plans will will leave you – at that $125, range for the first three years, 65, 66, 67. And then once you t- turn 68 and every year after that, you're going to expect a little increase. For many of the, uh, what I want to say, bigger companies uh, with, you know, uh, good financial ratings, that typically you can look at the 3 to 4% range, you know, maybe on the outside 5%. But that, that should be the... Uh, maximum that you you should see with these plans if you're seeing anything over that and you're healthy it may be time to look at changing to a different carrier and actually so we were just talking about omen aromalant let's say someone sees that for next year but it's february can they look to change that supplement plan or do they have to wait all the way until october no like like i mentioned that's the annual election period is, is for Part C and Part D. You can change a supplement plan at any time during the year. The only requirement is being able to pass the underwriting criteria. Gotcha. Okay. Well, I know we jumped. There's a lot that we just went over there. Is there any anything specific that you would advise for people to be aware of 
and or the recommendations that you give on a constant basis that people should know of? I try to get into a person's uh, situation. You know, what is their, their specific situation? You know, can they afford the supplement plan? And if so, that's the route I would, I would try to get them to go because I really honestly believe that uh, that is the best plan uh, for people no matter what. If, if, I, if my parents were still alive, that's what I'd have them in. But if their situation is such that, you know, they can't afford that supplement or they don't want to, then by all means, uh, I will, would find them the best uh, uh, Part C there, are, there is for them based upon the doctors they're seeing um, and the prescriptions they're taking. You know, obviously a PPO plan is, is uh, not as restrictive as an HMO plan. So probably look for a PPO plan. But, uh, you know, other than that, uh, once again, I really believe that uh, having your health care in your control is a huge, huge difference. And rather than having a plan tell you, no, you don't need to see that cardiologist or, you know, uh, so we're not going to pay for that. You know, this way with a, a supplement plan, you don't you don't have to play that game. And you like I said, once again, you, you make the appointment, uh, you go see whatever specialist you want and uh, get your health care taken care of. All right. Well, um, listen, I appreciate you taking the time today and um, here on Smart Money Questions. And uh, if anyone out there, if you have any questions specifically related to this or any other scenario that you want us to address on the show, just do us a favor. Shoot us an email, info at smartmoneyquestions.com or go to smartmoneyquestions.com. You'll see right on there, ask me a question and submit it there. So, well, listen, Tom, I really appreciate you taking the time today. And um, anyway, everyone else, we appreciate it. Hopefully this has been valuable and we'll talk to you soon. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. All right, everyone. Take care.